You're listening to ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland. Americanisms this afternoon with Professor Rolly Sussex. Hey, Rolly. Good afternoon. Or rather, hi. Hi. Is, is that an Americanism in <laughs> yes. itself? Yes. Mm. And so is hello with an E rather than hello with a U. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the interesting thing about these is that a lot of the expressions which we use are American and we've just kind of lost track of where they came from. Mm. Hi has is, is become the default way of greeting anybody, particularly mm. in an email or an SMS, yep. if you put in a greeting at all. Um, and, you know, hello with a U is, oh, a bit, a bit stuffy. Mm. It's, it's a bit marginal. I must admit, emails, I will say hello in the first email, but if there's an email chain, mm-hmm. I don't bother no. after the first one. I like, no. can't, can't keep saying hello. No, Silly. well, you could, but... It'd be overkill. The conversation is already running, mm. and particularly with SMSs which go fast, the idea is that we're already engaged, so there's no need to say hi, which is... Yes. Let us begin a an interchange together. Mm-hmm. Right, it's still yes. it's already underway, but a lot of these things uh, have uh, taken root in our language. I've got a database of about ten thousand Americanisms, mm. some of which are really quite specialised, and some of which are all over the place. Yeah. And if you get a culture like the Americans, which are very dynamic, mm. creative, um, they are technically advanced, they're culturally pushing the barriers or where everybody else is going to want to imitate and be part of the scene mm. so they use the words and in fact about 10 percent of modern japanese vocabulary comes from america oh. and it's not just baseball and basketball and tv and mtv and so on mm. i was going to say how much of this is due to entertainment the fact that they've been such a america's been such a powerhouse in yeah. movies and television that we're, we're saturated with their culture we are and if you Turn on TV late at night, you'll find a whole raft mm. of American TV of all sorts of kinds, you know, from, from old westerns to programs trying to tell you things, sell you things to improve your abs or mm-hmm. in, any other organ you care to improve. <laughs> um, so that we are, we are surrounded by an awful lot of it. Yes. We still sound Australian. Okay, with a few exceptions, um, moving stress around in words like research and research, we, we still sound distinctively Oz, and that, that's good. But the words we use and some of the grammar is actually becoming American. Mm. And I think in the future, uh, people looking back at our, our era, which, by the way, the Americans call an error. Mm-hmm. <laughs> an error. It's probably closer to the truth. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, and uh, I think they will say, look, these people were, were actually, you know, across the board, going, mm. going, going hell for leather for Americanisms. Were they aware of it? The answer is on the whole not. Mm-hmm. Uh, did they resist it? And the answer is in some cases, yes, particularly among older speakers who can remember the way things once were. But in a lot of cases, the Americanisms that people react to, one or two words which which get un, under your you know, under your saddlecloth or up your nose or wherever it's gone, um, <laughs> thing, things like gotten, mm. you know, which, which people you know, regard as a kind of uh, of bad indicator, and it sticks out and and. It is already probably the default for people under about 30. Mm. It's very, very common. I've got lots more examples, though. Um, now, I do have one here uh, from one of our producers, Helena. The get off of me, off, of. Mm, when people mm. use of where they don't need to use of. I really don't know whether that's American or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with, a, with quite a few th- of these expressions, it's awfully difficult to find out where they came from. Um, 
with a word you can sometimes you know, go back through the records and there's a, a group in America called the ADS, the American Dialect Society, and one of the things they do is actually track back to find mm. the earliest citation of particular words and expressions. But things which are as common as that are really difficult to to identify. You know, where did it come from first? Mm. With particular words, I, things like great and cool and groovy and so on, yep. we have no doubt at all that they came from America. Mm-hmm. Uh, or dough, you know, the, the, the Simpsons one. Yep. I, dough! Dough! The apostrophe. That's the one, oh, yeah. Mm. Or even the, the, the meh thing. Meh. That was uh, yeah. that was Seinfeld. That was Seinfeld. Seinfeld gave us meh. Yes, yes. And again, you've got to get the culturally. It might have been used well before then. <laughs> it may well have that's been. That's where most of us got it. Yeah, and, and blah and, blah blah. And and yeah, some of these things sort of piggyback on popular yes. shows, and they they take root astonishingly quickly. Mm. So that before we know it, um, no things like way out, you mm. know, or and again the difference between no sweat and mm. no. No worries. Worries. No, no sweat is American. No worries is Australian. Yeah. No dramas. I'm not sure that one could be Australian. Mm, no dramas. Yeah. No yeah. problem. No is, worries is definitely no Australian. No worries is definitely Australian. Yeah. And no, no problem is definitely American. Mm. That one goes back all oh, 40, 50 years now. Um, so mm. that once you get a pattern in place, sometimes it can just spawn other new ones, which are American in pattern, but not necessarily in content. Now, now, the Americans invented fast food. Yes. So they gave us the vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it what it costs to get now fries. Yes. Except that they're not French fries. They're actually Belgian. It's a oh, misnomer. Yeah. Mm. But thanks to various fast food chains, which we have all around us, and mm. which we shall not name, um, but also Franks and Frankfurters and hamburgers and burgers mm. of varying sorts, um, a six-pack. Mm-hmm. Um, no, meaning six cans of something. And cans yes. is American. We used to have tins, tins. once upon a time. Mm-hmm. That seems all almost oldie-worldy now, it doesn't does. it? It does. wouldn't yeah. call them tins now. Yeah. But the six-pack is also, of course, your well-defined abdomen, if you happen mm-hmm. to have one of yeah. those. Oh, of course. Uh, of course, yeah. Uh, but Underneath a few other layers, I'm sure there's one there. And your abs and your glutes and your pecs and your bias and your tries and your quads. Mm-hmm. Um, the Americans have made an industry out of developing muscles. Yes. And uh, so these things are, are part of it. Things that we've lost, we used to have a rubbish collection. Mm-hmm. It's now a trash collection trash, or garbage. Oh, that's just a garbage. Garbage. Garbage, garbage is American. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. the rubbish man? No, no, no. Rubbish. No, they're what sanitary engineers, mm. all sorts of names now. Um, trash, I think, has been promoted by computers with the icon which, which, mm. with trash beside it, meaning yeah. this is where you put the stuff you want to throw away. Uh, but elevator versus lift? Yes. See, I always get this one wrong. I thought that lift was the American no. one, and it's not. Normally, the shorter one, if there's a mm. conflict, is going to be American, but elevator is one that's gone the other way. Uh, and I think also apartment. This is quite interesting because we used to have a flat. Yes. And a colleague of mine in, in real estate tells me that an apartment has got a jacuzzi and an ensuite and a view, and a flat has got just a shared bathroom. So that's... <laughs> So it depends on how fancy your apartment flat unit. Unit is another one. That's, unit is another yes. one. Yes. Yep. But the what's it, what's important here is that the American one has grabbed the top end of the market. Mm. Right. In other words, the snazzy, desirable sort of yeah, place apartment. to live apartment. You know, mm. whereas a flat is something that students live in. Flats are very basic. I must admit, if I hear ba- if I hear flat, yeah, I think it's it's basic. And yes, once upon a time there was only a flat, and we didn't mm. have apartments. Apartment was thought to be. 
a foreign import and people weren't too sure about what was in it. Mm. Here's one that I was surprised to find out, yard, mm-hmm. meaning your garden. Now, you know, go, go and play. In the, yard was a good old Aussie no, phrase. No, go, go and play in the garden. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, the Americans call the space around the house the yard. Go and play in the yard. And that's been taking over more. Chores is another one. But we've been saying backyard for donkeys. Uh, backyard, yes, but not yard but by not itself. Not yard. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And chores is an interesting one mm-hmm. because you know the things that kids are expected to do in order in order to mm-hmm. earn their pocket money or whatever. Have you done your chores yet? That's definitely American. Yes. What would we have said? Just odd jobs. Have I you think done so, your jobs? Yeah. Your after school yeah. jobs or something? Yeah. Mm. And I've got heaps more. All right. Let's get into a few of our callers this afternoon. We'll not get into them. Let's take a few, shall we? <laughs> Let's not get into them. 1300 to talk Americanisms with Rawley Sussex. Nick from the Sunny Coast, hello. Hey, Kelly. Hey, uh, Rawley. Mm. Um, I spent a few years in the States, and they had a, a president who couldn't pronounce the word nuclear. Mm. George W. Nuclear, and mm. a lot of Americans um, started... Uh, uh, imitating him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the reason I rang is that last week uh, there was a news report on North Korea and an ABC reporter used it. Oh, tut. Okay, now we can do better than that. Um, mm. the, the nuclear is actually quite interesting because there are two words that go C-L-E-A-R in English, in you know, these mm. compounds. One is nuclear and the other is cochlear. Is a cochlear implant. Mm-hmm. All the others go ULAR, so muscular and so on. And what George W. was doing was following the main trend. It's about 800 to 2 in favour of the ULAR ones. Mm. Um, unfortunately, he was wrong. And uh, there is a, a very sweet bit of footage from a TV interview where a female journo, ask, journo asks him, nuclear, you know, would you care to comment on the nuclear, whatever it was? And he said, no, 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 that's nuclear. And she said, yes, Mr. President, I'm asking you about the nuclear. And he picked her up again and said, no, 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 it's nuclear. And after that, she was very polite and said, yeah, well, yeah, that one. No. Um, <laughs> she didn't correct the president. She didn't correct the president when yeah. it became clear that the president was right. was out of order. Um, but this one is, um, it, it has been imitated. It's sort of mm-hmm. emperor's new clothes thing. But unfortunately, this is, in fact, an, a straight out error. All right. Thank you for, for that, Nick. Michelle who's on the Bruce Highway. Hey, Michelle. Hi, how are you? Excellent. Hey. What's your Americanism? I'm quite bothered by the um, silent H that Americans seem to put in front of the word herb. Mm-hmm. They love herb. They love herb. Where does that come Herbal. from? Herbs. Well, uh, the word H-E-R-B-E is French, herbe, and it means grass um, or um, green stuff that grows. Mm. And the Americans borrowed the word. Um, they they pronounce it without the H. Now, some of the words we get from French, like honor, we don't pronounce the H. Right? We don't say honor. We don't no. say honor, right? Other words we do. Mm-hmm. Um, um, hatred or something, no, en in, in French. So that um, the, the French never pronounce the H. They have a different way of distinguishing it. But the Americans have, have uh, got a slightly more, if you like, a European pronunciation, just as they do in with, with things like nachos and macho. We say nacho and macho very often. Um, mm. So that they are following, <laughs> the, they're yes. following the Spanish pronunciation and in herb mm. they, are, they, are, they are following the French one. Is there one that's more correct than the other? In America, herb is standard. Mm-hmm. Here, herb is definitely a foreign heroism. We might 
understand it because we've heard American you know, cooking programs or something. Mm. But it definitely is not what we say, and, and herb with, an, with the pronounced H is what we would do. Yeah. We're with you. Hold the line on that one, Michelle. Thank you so much. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, while we're on it, there, there are sometimes questions about dreamed and dreamt yes. and learned and learnt and so on. Mm. Uh, in these cases, if there's a T and an ED one, the T one is British and the mm. ED one is American. Ah. And uh, they have simplified things somewhat because the it's harder to remember which ones go T and which ones don't. And a very important example is urn. Urnt mm-hmm. uh, is, in fact, wrong. It should be earned, E-D. But because of learn, learnt, all right, yes. people think earn, earnt, and in fact that is a false analogy and it is not part, strictly, of... Uh, what about burn? Oh, that's burnt. Burnt, yeah. good. But you're, you're burnt, quite right. Yes. The, the sim- similar pronunciation, similar spelling, mm. will tend, tend to cause us to, to do things in a similar fashion by analogy. Sometimes it's wrong. And with E-R-A-N-T, it is now so common that I would be surprised if the dictionaries aren't listing it very mm. soon. You're on ABC Radio, Brisbane and Queensland with Kelly Higgins Divine this afternoon, having a word in your ear about the English language with Professor Rolly Sussex. Justin from Brendale, hello. Good afternoon, people. Ah, look, I was watching a program uh, last Sunday afternoon late. I think it may have been on, on SBS, and it was uh, a, a program about the uh, carnage that the um, um, uh, German U-boats caused to the merchant shipping mm-hmm. on the east coast of America. And they did a lot of damage and, you know, as it goes on. And people back then were um, discouraged from talking about it because the government didn't want them knowing what was actually going on. And the the saying then was, loose lips sink ships. So Mm -hmm. my question is, does that saying come from that period of time or before? Oh, brother. Um, As far as I know... It was popularised to such an extent in propaganda during the war. Mm. And there were a number of posters where a, um, you know, a couple of ob- obvious Brits were sitting in a pub and there was someone who was an obviously a pseudo-German next to them with a great big ear listening very obviously. Mm. And the idea was that people should be very restrained about what they said in public places because mm-hmm. you know, they might, might let something slip. Ah, right. But I will, I will try and chase this one down. Um, yeah. Sometimes you can, mm. often you can't, but it's worth a look. Because so, so many sea battles were fought. Oh yes, you know, prior to World War yeah, One, well, you'd think that maybe that was a, a saying of some sort, something like it. Yeah. In, in but this wasn't just sea, sh- sea battles, and it was generally about intelligence, which you didn't yeah. want the enemy to get. Mm. The sort of thing that the the, the Enigma uh, project actually managed to do the other way around. Yeah. But by the way, loose lips sink ships. It's a, an echo phrase because lips and ships has a kind of rhyme and it's one of these things which is very sticky in memory and it's a very successful one. Certainly is, still using it in some quarters oh, yes. today. Tony from Gundawindi, hi. Hey, how are you this Excellent. You're the word you'd like to ask about. Well, I'm a farmer. I'm actually on the tractor at the moment. Yep, mm-hmm. okay. And the word that gets my goat is cropper. Come oh. a cropper. Um, yeah, I'm Why? a cropper. Um, oh. Because 40 years ago when I started in the farming game, we were farmers. Oh. We were called farmers. That was the Australian terminology. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. over the last 30, 40 years, it started, it's, it comes out, you open up any rural magazine, 
and they use the word cropper. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know it was being used yep. as a but, noun. And you're absolutely right. It is Americanism. Mm. Okay. And someone who raises crops is a cropper in America. Ah. Now, they also have farmers, but we didn't have that word until oh, about 10 years ago, maybe. And it's oh, now increasingly common. And you, don't, you're, you are one and you don't want to be called it. No, I'm, I'm a farmer. I'm a mm. trainer. Now, the, the reason why um, mm. I like this, I've, I've, every American I've ever talked to or, and people I know that have been to America, mm-hmm. and they love our, our uh, accents, our terminology, our phrases. Mm-hmm. Why convert our language to Americanisms and deprive them of that little pleasure? Mm-hmm. Well, um, the, the, there are very few Australian words which have gone across the Pacific and taken root. One of, one of them, one of the few ones, is ankle biter. Yeah. Uh, and another one is possibly good day. People, but they use it as a conscious Australianism, yes. all right? Almost all the traffic has been the other way. And mm-hmm. although they, remember Olivia Newton-John in Greece talked in an Australian accent, mm. and that was really an important watershed because before that and after, Australian actors in and actresses in America tend to acquire American accents. I just thought that was because Libby Newton-John couldn't do an American accent. I don't know. I haven't heard her do Who one, knows? but she probably could. Mm. Hugh Laurie can, and he's a British yes. actor with a very good American accent. Excellent. But, uh, Tony, the, there are a lot of terms where, where American words are pushing out the sorts of words that we use. For example, student. Now, when I, I was young, mm. a student was someone who went to tertiary education. Yep. Nowadays, we've, got, we've even got students in kindergarten. And, you know, 50 years ago, that would have sounded very strange, whereas it's an American usage and it's, it's pushed up into our, our everyday um, parlance. Mm. Yep, I would be sending uh, emails of discussion slash complaint, uh-huh. Tony, to the, the journals, your, the, the farming journals who use the word yeah, proper yeah. and just tell them, yeah... You're not really yeah, get, happy with get, that. Get, get them to, to reinforce the Australian usage because farmer is very old mm. and it certainly is ours. Jennifer is at Paradise Point. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, how are you today? Good, your word. It's bunch. Is bunch an Americanism? Yeah, a whole bunch of people, bunch. Uh, I've been hearing it on television, in media, mm. radio. I can't stand it. Yeah, I, my feeling, I mean, this is now. Um, I think we've been well, saying bunch for a long we've time. We've been saying bunch for a long time. I only just noticed it. No. Okay. It, it's at least seventies no. and pos- possibly earlier than that. But it yeah. is American, meaning mm-hmm. a large a large quantity of things. Mm-hmm. Um, a typically Australian way of talking about lots of of people comes from a, a more Aboriginal usage, which is mob. Mob. Right. Uh, and that that is mob. definitely ours. Yeah. Um, my mob, your mob. Um, I think particularly mm. more from Indigenous people than from yeah. from Caucasian people. Exactly. But you are right. I mean, the the using using bunch like that, meaning a large amount of anything, uh, is American. Mm. But again, you will hear it a lot on programs like um, probably Seinfeld. Mm. Mash is probably a bit early for it, but it came yeah. after Friends and bo- programs like that. Yeah. Mm. I've actually been hearing it in in an Australian context, like mm-hmm. on the drum and things like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it has. I must admit, I was probably saying it in the eighties mm-hmm. as a teenager. Uh, I don't know. I've never said it. I've just maybe I'm weird. Yeah. Or no, 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 no. Pe- different people say different things. I hear it all the time. Just read it in the Australian mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. print, yeah. and I've just never noticed it before. But only in an American context. Yeah. Well, first, the first step you see is when you imitate something from overseas, and you are mm. consciously trying to show that you are up with the latest speak on yep. some sort of fashionable thing. 
the next step down is when you forget or people don't know where it comes from and mm. it's making its way into our everyday usage. Yep. And in Australia, we've got a lot of parallel things like that, some from overseas, some home, home, homegrown, yep. and the homegrown ones like, like Huru. Mm. Uh, just uh, Don Burke is about the only don't person. Don't say that saying. anymore. No. Yet Huru is so good. Mm-hmm. Interesting, though, Jennifer. Thank you. The other yeah. thing is that sometimes you get primed, too. Once you yes. notice something, you notice it more often because your brain you is can be sensitized now looking to it. for it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but, again, if it's all around you, particularly mm. in, in teen culture where they're using a lot of this stuff, including creaky voice, mm. everybody starts doing it. That's it. And we've got Anthony at Milton. Hi. Yeah, g'day. Um, that's a bit Aussie, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's good. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the word that really irritates myself and my wife is the word agreeance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreeance. This Are one, we in agreeance? This one is not American, as far as I know. Uh, okay. It's very widespread in Australia, and the Macquarie Dictionary has actually acknowledged that it exists. They, mm. they put it in. Not as a separate head word on its own. It's under agreement, which means uh-huh. that the, the favoured form is agreement. But agreeance is recognised as existing and as being in in hmm. fairly wide usage. So where did it come from? It's just it's a, a, another analogy, yeah. Because there there are lots of words in A N C E and E N C E, and uh, people have just assumed that agree agreeance is going to be it's going to know, be there, but not necessarily and so on. American. Yeah, there we go. You can still loathe it, Anthony. Uh, yeah, thank just, you. D- yeah. just not for being an Americanism. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> interesting. I we haven't had anyone who's rung up with an Americanism that they love. No. Yeah, no. I thought that. I thought it was an Americanism, but Don't it think so. sort of irritated me. No, that's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, thank cool, you. by the way, is an Americanism. Oh, yeah, I like cool. We've been saying cool for a while. Too. I don't, but that's generational. Oh. It, it marks me as being ancient. <laughs> Steve's at Dara. Hi, Steve. Yeah, how are you going? Good. There's an Australianism from an American mouth. How are you going? Um, <laughs> Do you feel a bit put upon that Americanisms were all, No one ever talks... Well, I suppose we were colonised by the British, so it's uh, it, it's the sort of the, the mother language of, of since white settlement, but uh, yeah, well, the Americans get a bit of a hard time. They do. From Australians about the words that we bring over from, from America. Do you ever feel like going, hey, not our fault, defend oh. your own language? I'm, I'm pretty secure in my own American identity, and I think you'll Good. find most of us are. Yep. Um, Good stuff. <laughs> and we, res- we respect that in the yes. studio. Yeah. There's, um, there's, there's uh, two little things I'd like to share. First of all, Raleigh, one Americanism that I like is uh, take care. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. We say take care when we leave each other. Yeah. You know, and that's yep. a nice one. Thank you. And, and that actually is, is, is very sort of solidaristic. It, it means you are, you are aware the other person's going off. They may be, what, whatever they're doing, you value them enough to say something. Yep. Um, and yep. Uh, it, it, it's a nice little piece of interpersonal usage, which is, is we have an, I- imitated it, and I think that's good. Right. What's your other one? Okay. The other one is my kids are all mixed up. Yep. One <laughs> says can't, the other says can't. Uh, um, and, but the one that they've made up that I really like is um, they don't like to be outcluded. Ha! Lovely. Okay. <laughs> now, th- this one is, is a genuine... Good. This is called a neologism, which is a new word. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, it doesn't exist elsewhere. I've never heard it before. But it is based on analogy again. Now, there are patterns, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, you know, in and out, so include, outclude. Yeah. It's a bit like in, in Indian English, my favorite example is to prepone something, because if you can postpone something... You can prepone it. You can prepone it, it as well. <laughs> yeah. But can't and can't, the, the R vowel 
is used in South Australia and in educated British English, but also for this particular word, can't is standard in Britain, and can't is is certainly North America, and uh, it's one of the things which I think uh, is creeping in here quite a bit. Mm, um, a bit. Do, do, does your Mackenzie say can't? Uh, can't. Oh, she she grew up with a bit of an American accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably our fault for yeah. letting her watch too much TV. Yeah, Steve. These these are examples of the you know the two parallel streams, mm. Australian and American, and it sometimes they have a little kind of stoush in the middle. Yeah, uh, stoush is an Australian word. Good good word. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you're never quite sure which one's going to win out, and mm-hmm. win out is American. <laughs> uh, there are, as I said, I've got 10,000 of these expressions. And by the way, the, the two most recognized words on the planet, mm-hmm. with the possible exception of North Korea, are OK and Coke, and they're both American English. There we go. There you go. Rolly Sussex, do you have a last word for us? Oh, I had one somewhere, but it's off the screen. Um, is it, this, is, this is Mae West. Down the computers. Down the computer. yeah. Sometimes I hate them. Mae West, <laughs> yes. another a good American contributor, right? Mm-hmm. I speak two languages. Body and English. Oh, <laughs> she was good. She was good. Thanks, Rolly. Pleasure. You're with Kelly Higgins Devine on ABC Radio Brisbane and Queensland.